0: you are listening to the all focus and grit breakaway roping podcast where we provide you a roadmap to success both inside and outside the arena here are your hosts breakaway ropers dreamers and goal setters jennifer casey cody fuller and dusty crenshaw so this is a rapid fire uh, one to two words. What does fitness mean to you, Dusty? Being healthy. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> How about you,
1: Cody? Uh, the first thing I think of is working out, which, you know, that's for, true for some people.
0: Mm-hmm. How about bigger picture fitness?
2: A bigger picture of fitness is honestly having enough discipline every day to focus on moving your body through the air somehow.
1: Cody? Well, I definitely think there's a big, way bigger picture than just working out like Dusty was saying. But that's the first thing that pops in my mind because that is a huge part of it is you have to move your body. You have to work out. You have to uh, work on the muscles that you know need to be strong. And it should actually be an even thing for your whole body. You need to balance out your body. So that's one of the things is an even workout for your whole body. And then on the other side of things, fitness, to me, is adding in the nutrition, which we'll talk about more later. But that's that's a huge part of it as well. You're not going to get in shape. You're not going to get strong. You're not going to get lean or whatever your goal is in the fitness area without adding in the nutrition part of it. So it's true what they say is like get fit in the gym, lose weight in the kitchen kind of thing. So it's <laughs> it's all together.
0: Oh, that is so true because I think it, it – A, the word fitness sometimes has a negative connotation to people too because they think fitness and they don't even know where to start of how to move their body through space. So I think what we're going to talk about today is what is fitness and why is it important, Um, a little bit more about how you can target where you need to be. And I think the one key word that you said, Dusty or Cody, was that we have to evaluate where we're at to be able to move forward. And I think knowing which areas of fitness we need to target – will make our outcome better. So I think that'll be, it's going to be an exciting things to talk about today.
2: (laughs) Thank you to Kim Smith with Best Fit Horse Brokers for sponsoring the All Focus and Great Breakway Roping Podcast. Best Fit specializes in brokering barrel horses, rope horses, and prospects, primarily in the Northwest. Best Fit is committed to being the connection that puts buyers and horses together. You can find Best Fit at www.bestfithorsebrokers.com or follow them on Facebook.
0: So the first thing I want to talk about and and why is fitness important? Um, I equate fitness to performance because for us as breakaway ropers fitness is important because of our performance. Whether we want to be able to catch, do we want to increase our times, so we need to increase our speed? Um, because it is a speed event for us, um, so it's not how pretty we look while we're doing it. It doesn't matter the form, although we know form equals fat, can be fast. I mean, <laughs> we, right, right. all that matters though, know, right? That
2: <laughs> right. Yeah, no, you know what's funny is um, after trying to like make my arms stronger and focusing on that, I really truly do appreciate what Jennifer's saying and how important it is to focus on the fitness that is going to be able to um, make us competitive in the breakaway roping arena. Uh, we've had so many long discussions, especially when we were sitting around in Texas, and I, I was talking about my arm's not working like it should. Like, why is it not doing that? And, and you know, uh, Jennifer is a physical therapist, and she's got all sorts of awesome knowledge um, that I just started picking her brain. Like, why is it not working? How is this helping? And just within the short time from Texas to now, my my arm is actually like, doing what it's supposed to do. <laughs> so thank you, Jennifer. <laughs> well,
1: well, it's true. Like, if you think about it, this, I, like, I can't say this enough. Like, what we're doing, it's a sport. Rodeo is a sport. Roping is a sport. And you think of all the other sports out there, baseball, football, basketball, they don't just practice out on the court. They're also in the gym every single day
0: getting stronger as well. So it's a huge part of it. Exactly. So I think for so I think for us to be able to understand it better, we have to look at um, learning versus performance, and the way this will be in our show notes from today. It's I have it breakin, broken down into what's called a learning triangle, um, and I'm going to try to explain this so that you guys understand it. It kind of talks about the very very bottom of our triangle is our DNA. It's it's how we're designed. Um, It's whether or not we have more type one or type two muscle fibers, which are the slow twitch versus the fast twitch muscle fibers. Because some people, based on their genetics, have more slow twitch muscle fibers. So that's right. (laughs) I'm shaking my head. I'm like, okay, that's what happens. I am slow twitch, but my my four year old is definitely. What do you call it? A quick twitch? Twitch? twitch. (laughs) a fast twitch. (laughs) Well, and some people just have that um, ability in their muscle fibers to be able them to work interesting faster versus um slow twitch muscle fibers think like marathon runners long distance types of things Mm. and everything we do per se is fast twitch you know i have to talk to my muscle fibers (laughs) (laughs) come on guys speed up (laughs)
1: right (laughs) And women, oh, I
0: have the statistic, but women have one versus type versus the other, and I have it written on a piece of paper that I don't have at the moment. So, at the bottom of the triangle is our DNA. It's just how we're made. But, sorry to interrupt, Jennifer, Uh but isn't it
1: true, I'm trying to remember, that you can actually increase your
0: fast twitch or your slow twitch like depending on how you're working out right you can train you so you're not going to change how many slow twitch or how many fast twitch you have but you can train them and Mm -hmm. i think that's part of our targeting how you're how you're exercising should target the type of sport that you're doing right so um crossfit for example sarah and i talk about this all the time i love the concept of crossfit because it's functional movement patterns that they use all the time but what do they do? When are we ever going to need to li- lift a 300-pound tire? I mean, we don't need that strength, right? <laughs> um, but I like the idea of it. So it's, it's about how you – the muscle, the repetitions that you do.
1: Yeah, getting that – getting stronger while also building up your cardio at the same time. Right.
0: Yes, but um, that the muscle can lift a lot and then do it again and again and again.
1: Yeah, Okay.
0: Um, versus, so this is all the muscle strength, of, the okay. endurance of the muscle fibers. So that has to goes back though to the nutrition. What you're talking about is the readily available of glucose to have the muscles fire. fire. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how we eat uh, directly impacts how we can perform. Obviously. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It all ties in together. It's right. so so true. So, so it's our DNA, and then our second piece is our reflexive patterns. So reflexive patterns are things that we're born with. Um, think as a baby if you when you start placing a baby on their tummy and when that baby gets to about three four months old and it's going to start to learn to roll over when that reflex will come into play will be when they turn their head to the side one arm goes straight and then that helps them learn to roll over or the reflex that is called the STNR, the symmetrical tonic neck reflex, is if we tuck our chin to our chest, our hips extend. So this is the reflex that helps us learn to crawl. So when a baby's on on their tummy and starts to get up on all fours, and you can kind of see them rocking back and forth, and their chin is tucked to their chest, um, that's that reflex that helps us learn to crawl. What happens is, is we are born with these reflexes, God gave us them for a reason to learn motor patterns, and then our muscles are supposed to get strong enough that these motor patterns, um, that the, the muscles come over the reflex pattern, so if that makes sense. So lots of times where I will see this, what happens, I guess I should go back to this and say, what happens sometimes when we are stressed or we're learning something new is those reflexive patterns will come back. Um, lots of times you'll see it. When I'm working with kids and their tongue, you know, your tongue kind of gets stuck out to the side. Oh, that's what's wrong with me. That's why every one of my pictures, my tongue is stuck out because it's something to do with my reflexive pattern, right? (laughs) Or when you're stressed, the reflexive pattern comes back.
1: So you're stressed when you're roping. No. (laughs) I'm focused. It's a good stress.
2: It is a good stress. We love it. Yeah, so interesting, and, and, and it's funny, we were talking a little bit be- before we started recording the podcast, I was riding a horse the other day, and um, he's not a very rady horse, he's really long-strided, and I was healing off of him, and every time I would catch, um, my horse would kind of flutter to a stop, and... I couldn't figure out what was going on. He kept like i I couldn't get dallied. I couldn't get dallied. well, then I just caught out of the corner of my eye that my left hand was going out while I was trying to dally, which is something I don't normally do like on a horse that's really rady. so it's interesting like how your reflexes when when you're not in that pattern, that muscle memory pattern and something gives you a little bit of a curveball, I guess you could call it that all of a sudden my left hand just started looking the other direction or going the other direction than my head was looking so that is really interesting cool stuff
0: that's yes it is very cool stuff and it's cool to think about how it relates to what we do or some bad habits that we may have formed or have seen in others I think that the next thing we need to talk about is how we get information into our brain, and then how we get that information out. Because what we're, our whole goal here is performance, and how do we improve our performance? So if we can break down how we get that information into our brain, it'll be, and then we can target which areas we need to work on. So there's five areas or way information gets into our brain. There's tactile, which think touch, um, think if you got on the floor and rolled around all like your whole body is touching the floor or when you go swimming your whole body's immersed in water so that's tactile. Um, A good skill that we use when we rope there's two I can think of the one is when I from when we were younger and I was learning to dally when we look to dally so if we're if we're going to dally if we're team roping and it, there should be no vision involved at all. It's all touch, right? We have to be able to feel right. and yeah. know. Don't look, Don't down, look down. down. Don't look down. <laughs> or you're done, we'll get mad at you. Right, <laughs> exactly. exactly. That is the worst consequence right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. <laughs> For sure. Um, hmm. The other thing that as breakaway ropers we use that's completely tactile information is think about um, holding our reins in our hands hmm. and our rope. Because we have to be able to know and feel the reins between our first two fingers and our ropes between the other two fingers and be able to allow the one coil to kind of slide through our hand. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and that's something that takes a little bit of time to learn. Because I remember when I was little learning how to rope, that was one of the biggest things. They're like, let go of your coils. Like, let your coils slide. And I was like, what? You know? And yeah. now you don't even think about it. But it is, yeah. that's a perfect example Because of it became automatic. Exactly. Right. And the,
2: yeah, because I watch my seven-year-old rope a lot. And she always has that left coil, Or she pitches everything. And they the whole rope goes. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's tactile. The next um, way information gets into our brain is vestibular. Um, vestibular is how we react with gravity. So all the time, gravity is pushing us down. And it's how our body responds to that. So think that if you are riding a fast horse versus a slow horse, um, think um, there's different types of gravity. There's like if you're rolling down the hill, think of the kid that loves to go and roll down the hill. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And some people like that. And as we get older, that might make you sick. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't really like the sounds of that. Right? Right? But that's how our body responds to gravity. Um, So vestibular is... It's our balance system. It's located in our inner ear, right next to our, uh, behind our ear. So our vestibular system is how we relate to everything in space. Um, so that's so that's vestibular. The next way our information gets into our brain is proprioception or probe. Um, it's think of when we're um, walking along a sidewalk and we need to step off the sidewalk or we step on a rock. Our joints and our body automatically respond to those little movements. So say that there's a rock on the ground and we step on it and our joints automatically respond to that without having to have a thought. So there's receptors within our joints that gives us that feedback. The example um, I gave earlier was the fact that when you went to Costco earlier today, (laughs) so probe's very calming. So if you're pushing a big cart of groceries at Costco, It's calming you so that you don't get mad at everybody at Costco. (laughs) Right. Um, And several talks with Jesus.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Help me get through the store. (laughs) I got this. And I even did it without kids. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh proprioception is also anytime you're activating so anytime you're lifting weights anytime you're running it's activating our proprioceptive system hmm. so it's very calming and organizing so it's so- kind of
1: like so you don't bonk yourself in the head like go too far bonk yourself in the head
0: right right um it's why we use exercise is um people like to go for a run or go for a walk or get on the treadmill or whatever It's calming and organizing for our body because of this sensory system of the information going into our brain.
2: Oh, that's cool. This is also our system that that we map
0: where we're at in space. So um, this in our visual system, we are able to walk in a room or we're able to get on a horse and we know where we're at Hmm. because of our probe. Okay. Um, the next is our visual system information. This one's pretty self explanatory, other than there's two types of visual information it's how clear information is and how it's processed in our brain. Um, this is the visual, the information system that I really targeted this last year to help me because information wasn't getting into my brain correctly. When we have lots of concussions, our visual system is impacted. So, and then auditory. Um, so, uh, auditory information going in that's pretty we don't deal a lot with auditory
2: Just tuning out the announcers yeah trying to tune out, <laughs> as tune you're backing out. up like okay focus on the calf don't listen to the announcer as they're talking you up you're like yeah yeah awesome got got it, it, so jennifer i want to jump back a little bit you said that you worked on your your visual um what what did you do for that like what was going on at the time
0: uh, i wasn't able to see the calf as quickly as I thought that I should be able to see it. So I targeted, because of when you've had a concussion or several concussions, the ability of the brain to focus acutely. So in the center of our visual field versus the peripheral of our vision field, that information doesn't come to the brain correctly. Um, so you have to retrain the brain to be able to look at information, both in the center of our visual field and the outside of our visual field.
1: I think i Big thing for that that would tie into that is when you're learning how to watch the start,
0: mm-hmm. you really have to
1: use that skill because you're right. trying to watch several things at once. And I haven't.
2: Right. So is there is there something you could do outside of the arena to train your eyes to, to be quicker on that kind of thing?
0: I did a lot of things with some lots of um, suppression or I have suppression of one of my visual fields at times. So, I did a lot of red-green glasses, a lot of mazes, a lot of um, very targeted exercises for the information from my eyes to my brain.
2: Right. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm just going back, because I've heard of, like, baseball players, like, hanging a ball above their head and, like, watching that. Is that that something? Yeah. So,
0: it's called, like, a Marston ball. And you can do it, um, so you would do it two different ways. You can either, you have a... It looks like a tennis ball okay. with things on the tennis ball, so you can watch the whole ball or you can target little pieces within the ball. Okay. And you start by you laying on the ground watching the ball, and the ball, it, you do figure eights, so you need to cover all aspects of the visual field. So you do eight, figure eights both directions, up and down and side to side.
1: Okay.
0: Targeted, and you laying on the ground so you're more stable, and then you put everything into motion. Um, so then you progress from laying on the ground to standing up, or kneeling or half kneeling, and then add movement with that while watching that t- that ball. Okay, cool. So Good it's stuff. very cool. Yeah. So that's all cool. So this is how the information gets in to our brains, and then we have to have a motor output on this. So we, our brain processes the information. And then say we have the task of staying on our horse or we have (laughs) right now we're all sitting in a chair. You know, these are all skills that we've learned to do without having to think about it. So if if the skill is learned and we can do it automatically is what we want. Right. So it's why we it's when we're changing something or learning to rope, we have to really think about these individual pieces. But we want them to become automatic in our brain so that we can progress and then be faster.
2: Right, the, like the muscle memory. So just practicing. So it's something you're not having to think about. It's just something you're, you're doing.
0: Yes, okay. and that's why the practice, you know, that's why we talk about the main thing to do every day is rope the bill 10 times. Right. So it's so automatic in our brain that we don't even have to think about it. Right. right. So that's my, the, the skill. So what it is is there's internal factors. So that's like strength, endurance, and external factors, like how hot it is.
1: Things that you can't control,
0: can't control, but we need to be aware of that, like your the calf you draw, the ground, the mud, right? So, like the ideal temperature for athletes is 14 degrees Celsius. I'm not sure what that is in Fahrenheit. You know <laughs> no things way. that you know, um, but that for every degree you're over it, it decreases your performance by two percent. Pollution wow. is another thing. So think smoke.
1: Yeah, how well you're breathing. Like, remember that rope and we were at last summer. And they oh, were burning it was that, all. I don't know what rubber or whatever it was they were burning. Oh, where was that? That was at Pendleton. Pendleton. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, I remember that. Fifty-seven point two degrees Fahrenheit is our ideal,
0: ideal temperature. <laughs> temperature.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is. I an, prefer way warmer. I, I <laughs> prefer like five degrees. Right, yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Um, there's sleep, anxiety, stress coaching, and mental toughness. So they've proven that these are just things that impact our performance. So I think these are all things that we will talk about in the next, as we go through our podcasts. So after we've looked at the five ways of information getting into our brain, we've processed that information and we've had the muscle, the motor output. So we're able to stay on our horse. We're able to walk up the stairs. We're able to walk on uneven ground in the dark. So... The next thing I think that is of interest as female athletes is the fact that we just do not have as much muscle mass as our male counterparts. We have about half, in general, uh, muscle mass in our upper body as men do, and in our lower body we're about three fourths of what men do. So I think we have to be extra targeted, targeted, and intentional, intentional in how the information, how we train to get where to where we need to be, even though our sport is for female ropers i think we're often compared to male ropers and our models are male ropers and we need to look at it through the lens of the female roper i think that's really important so
2: right yeah no um i see what you're saying because like i watch a calf roper rope and they can get to the front of their saddle and have three swings off without like you said, it was like in their learning process or however it is. It's just, just natural for them. Their their DNA is there. So our goal is to help all of us, all Berkeley Rippers, to be able to get to that saddle horn faster and get our, our rope swing going. Um, just, But we're going to have to, honestly, like Jennifer was saying, we're going to have to have focused and, and work a little bit at that,
0: right? We have to work harder, right? Because we want the same result or the same yes, performance. Yes, but yes. how do we get there? I think that's, that's the key. So my, in my opinion, and my experience, working with everybody from babies to across all age spans has been the fact is, if we can target our vestibular, our proprioceptive and our visual systems, very targeted, our motor output will be so much better. And because we're addressing it on a holistic or whole level, anything that we do will be better. It's not like you're targeting, say, I want to be able to do jumping jacks better, and you've always <laughs> practiced jumping jacks or jumping rope every single day. Just jumping jacks are going to be better. Right. If you practice and target these three areas, anything you do will be better.
2: So, what do you suggest that we we do so we can have have this happening? So, we our results are at a higher performance.
0: So, some some just some quick examples for our vestibular system. It's like you said earlier in the very first. Hold on part, one second. What's the vestibular system again? Our balance. Okay. okay. Our balance. So, how we move our body through space. So, every day we need to challenge how we're moving our body through space, whether that's walking, whether that's running, whether that's um, lots of times. I think that's where that is it hit high intensity exercise comes in when you're mm-hmm. uh, walking and running so so say I'm not a runner like the intervals <laughs> the intervals yeah. yes okay. because that way you are going slow then fast slow then fast then our brain has to adjust to that
2: okay. piece
0: of it okay I think that's so that's our vestibular system um, our proprioceptive system is making our muscles stronger so I like the fact that we use closed chain exercises so anything where like lunges or squats um those types of exercises where our our body is getting the feet its own feedback from its own weight okay I find that those are easier for people to do that proprioception is hard for them so that's proprioception think strength training Okay. Yeah, I like it. Mm -hmm. And then our visual system, I think our visual system is the hardest one for us to assess. I think it can be assessed and it can be targeted. It just has to be with a professional that can look at your visual system and say um, where it's at. But some quick things like when we're driving is to challenge our visual system is to look at something far away and then look at something up close. Um, We're all really good at training our eyes to up close on screens. Right. Mm. right. And um, that hurts our eyes because that's um, convergence where our eyes are working close together. But our eyes need to be able to change from close together convergence to divergence, which is looking further away. So So you can focus real fast. Focus real fast. And what do we have to do is we have to focus on a calf. The (laughs) gates open and our eyes have to visually track where that calf is going. Okay. So our eyes have to be working together. Because if they aren't working together, or both the information from both eyes is coming to our brain. At the same rate of speed, we don't have our depth perception.
1: Because it happens real fast. Like, you're sitting there watching your start. Right. And then all of a sudden, you know, it happens really fast. Yeah. So, yeah. and our sport especially happens a lot faster than some of our events. Like,
0: right, because right. we have to be right, right there. We're our eyes t- quickly have to pick up the target. Right. And so you, and it's... Um, the difference between seeing big and seeing little. So we have to be able to see very targeted piece while being able to see the whole picture. Okay. So um I think like I said earlier, um, word searches are great, um hidden pictures are great. But okay. the I spy games like that Macy and I played the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whole way back from Texas. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but the near far game, I think, especially when you're driving, because if you're in a moving target, you're in a moving vehicle, you're adding your vestibular system in there because you're moving through space Hmm. and you're having to target things, which is more realistic. I like it. So those are some different things. And then we talked about auditory, whether or not you like to listen to things while you do things.
2: For me, I have to crank up the music. (laughs) It just comes in and then I'm like... Can focus, or, yeah,
1: I like it. I think it's, so for me, it's one of those things where I've I've switched more to listening to maybe um, Audible, mm, or to yeah. learn things, versus I got burned out from reading to learn, and so now listening to learn yeah is kind of, you know, my do, thing now. I do
2: a lot of that, too. Like, yeah. there's so much good stuff out there that just gives you all sorts of good, positive energy, and... Yeah, get you focused. Good.
0: And I think things like you had mentioned riding bareback. Oh, is oh yeah. huge.
2: So earlier we were just talking, um, I've had a couple of little girls, and um, I've had two C-sections. So when I came back after um, having Macy... I I had a really tough time coming out of the box. Like, I literally just bounced um, on my horse. Um, And this wasn't just, you know, like right after. This was for a long time. Um, I I ended up actually going in and grabbing my... um, barrel horse and loping them around bareback just so I could get that balance back in my in my abs it just was not there and then of course like I've done a lot of um working out with the beach body but it, it, all that's all good but it, you know just getting on that horse bareback I think made the biggest difference and it was really hard I remember as a kid playing tag like we would lope and spin circles and run and go and um it was it was difficult to even trot low a slow circle of bareback.
0: So anytime that you've had an injury or had a traumatic event, right. it makes it things hard. So what you were doing while riding bareback, you were you had you were engaging the tactile system because of the touch. Okay. You were engaging your vestibular system because you were moving through space and then a horse um, so forward and backwards, but a horse also has sway. Okay. So you had some rotation in there and proprioception. So think of so you were able to activate the muscles better. Because you're getting more feedback. Okay. Um, so that's why writing bareback is huge.
1: So that's pretty cool. When you have something happen like that, go back to basics.
0: Right. It is. Right. And that's why play in kids, so that, you know, in general, kids aren't playing outside as much. They aren't developing these skills yeah. to go on. So Right. So, but those skills that we learn in from play when we were kids have set us up. Yeah,
2: it's. I agree like I just have watching my kids run around and and the things that they do it's it's so important like the skills they're learning and 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 Jennifer's uh, let me or helped me identify a lot of different things. Like they're they're doing it naturally most of the time. They mm-hmm. they play the games. They run and they stop and they spin and they they roll down the grass, the hill. <laughs> they have me do it. And like Jennifer said, yeah, it, it, it's not as fun as it was when you were like <laughs> seven or eight. But of course, you keep doing it because you're with your kids. But <laughs> right, yeah, no, this is
0: really good stuff. So we so at the beginning of the podcast we asked. What does fitness mean to you? So now that we've talked, so this is what fitness means to me. (laughs) After I left here yesterday, I've thought about it a lot. And um, this is what I've done my whole life, right? Applying this from kids that are typical, neurotypical, to kids that are not neurotypical, and to adults. And I have truly valued if we can take this information, and um, I've seen it work. So I know it will work for Brakely Ropers too. So what does fitness mean to you? Oh my goodness.
2: Okay. So honestly, when we were talking about what we're going to do for our podcast next and we talked about fitness, the first thing that came to my mind is literally working out. Like that was, that's what I thought. Um, now, my goodness, my eyes are, like, wide open. There's just so much more to it. And, and of course, the working out is is part of it, but, you know, kind of working out with a purpose and understanding why your body is doing what it's doing,
1: right? What do you think, Cody? Well, working out just got a heck of a lot more complicated <laughs> than I <kind> feel of like. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of went into it thinking, okay, build up certain muscles, what you're going to be using, especially in the roping pin, but gosh, there's so much more to think of, which, which, you know, when you break it down, like Jennifer did, it's not really complicated. It's not, it's not complicated no, it's stuff. No. It doesn't take a lot of time out of your day to do, but, but yeah, there's way more to it than just going to the gym. Right. Well, and a lot of it is stuff we're, we do without even thinking,
2: like going and roping the dummy because you know, you need to practice it. But now we understand why, how it's working with our body and our brain. Um, why, why aren't, why are we roping the dummy? Um, and then, you know, why was I getting on bareback? Well, because my husband told me that I probably should get on my horse <laughs> bareback and, and try to do it. So he knew all this he stuff. Didn't right? know. He still tagged
1: Did he have this slide before I did that? But the cool thing with breaking this down, that you can kind of assess yourself, see what you're weak in, yes, and you can use these things that we talked about to make those stronger just by doing these simple little things. And I love
2: the the idea of this visual because, for me, um, even though I'm focused on the calf, there are sometimes like it takes a second for my eyes to to get there because it happens so quick. And that's I, I I really enjoy like the thought of just how easy it is to look at something close, look at something far, look at something close, look at something far, and and exercising your eyes. And if 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 somebody had said fitness is exercising your eyes, I would have i would have not understood but i I get it now this is good stuff
0: right i have a what's called a brock string and it's hooked it's attached to my fridge door and it's just a, a string with some beads on it um like three foot long string and so what i do is i pick the string up and i focus on the the beads at different lengths and so then my eyes are working on convergence at different distances from my nose so you just lay the beads down
2: and just, like, look at different colors or yeah, just hold it it's, out? Yeah, it's hold it out in front oh, of you. Oh, hold it out in front of you. Okay. Yeah. So you're, like, looking down, like, almost this, cross-eyed and then, like, the, Yes, look, exactly. Okay, good. Because
0: the way our eyes are supposed to work, if you see the bead, the string should X.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. See, this is really good for me, too, because I know I'm super – I must be really weak in the visual area because I've always wondered why I've roped my whole life, and I still, to this day, will sit there and watch the start – And I'll still ask someone else because I don't think that I'm seeing it that quickly when I'm watching the start. Right. Like, I can can judge it for myself when I'm roping, but sitting there watching and figuring out what the start is, I've always been weak in that area. And I'm like, why am I having such troubles with this? I've done it my whole life, but I just can't – I can't
0: master it. Right. And what I learned about that is because I worked – because I have – one eye that's weaker than the other is if you just watch it from a different side, because it's how our eyes work together. Um, it's sometimes easier to see or from what what, a non-traditional place to watch the quote unquote, watch the score. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is what I've changed to be able to see it easier. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. So now that we've given you this perspective on fitness And we're going to give, then I think we're going to follow up with how you're going to assess where you're at. And we'll, those have to be visuals. (laughs) Right.
1: Right. We focused a lot on that, but it's all of it together. So
0: yes.
2: Hi, this is Dusty Crenshaw, one of the podcasters from the All Focus and Grit Breakaway Roping Podcast. I want to share something with you that I'm absolutely in love with. It is called Beach Body On Demand. It's like Netflix streaming of workout programs. It has over 700 workouts. And the part I love about it is I can take it with me anywhere. I can work out using my phone, my computer, or on my TV. So for those of you that are looking for a workout program, take the quick survey below in the show notes and start achieving
0: your workout goals. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the All and Grit Breakway Roping Podcast. Dream big and rope sharp.